Welcome to Part of My Fandom, a place where people come to express their passions for their fandom. And my guest today was Neil from NK PodQuest. Uh, Neil came on to talk about everything Mortal Kombat, which is fitting because I think this month is the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. So, and no, it was not playing like that. It was just great timing. You know, me wanting to hear about Mortal Kombat. So, uh, Neil came on and talked a lot about uh, not just the game, but various uh, TV shows and other forms of media to do with Mortal Kombat. Uh, it was a great interview. Um, don't forget, you can find part of my family across all podcast platforms and across all social media. And don't forget to reach out if you want to be a guest. I'm always looking for new people to talk to. Uh, season one will be wrapping up. We have one more episode left. It's the uh, special Halloween episode. Then we'll wrap up for the season. And uh, we'll be back season two with uh, all new fandoms and all new people. So thank everybody for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Part of My Fandom, a place where we invite people on to talk about their fandoms. And today we have, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I am Neil. Uh, some people call me Final Neil. Uh, and I am, uh, I'm a lot of things. But <laughs> <laughs> I do a couple podcasts. I do one new one on the uh, Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. you know alien aliens alien yeah. resurrection etc yeah the that one's called yeah that one's called crew expendable we dive into everything on that books comics movies everything uh and the reason i think you called me here today i do another show called mk podquest which is all about mortal Kombat stuff yes mortal Kombat. that's why neil's here today so he yeah you know he runs a mortal Kombat uh podcast and he you know he's a fan of mortal Kombat. And, I, you know, I'm not even, I wouldn't say I don't like the games, but I'm not good at them. <laughs> oh, no, me neither. I'm not good at them. But what I do <laughs> like about Mortal Kombat is the story. <laughs> so, yeah. I thought, Same here. Yeah. Same here. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to get a Mortal Kombat guy on. And just so happened through a mutual podcasting family friend, you know, we have. And, you know, I, I knew the perfect guy to call. So here we are. <laughs> yeah and he didn't answer the call so you got me instead oh that's what it was right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that guy hung up on me so i called you, you know? uh-huh. yeah no but so um, oh, i uh i'm a big mortal Kombat fan um our show mk podquest mm-hmm. uh, mkpodquest.com uh, is specifically about mortal Kombat stuff that isn't video games though oh, okay. so I mean, I know the video games yeah. too, but I will say that most of my knowledge at this point, just by way of doing that show, is just about all the non-canon, like weird, weird Mortal Kombat stuff. Which I'm a, I'm a generally a big fan of all of it, even though some of it is just truly, truly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's start at the beginning. How did we get into it? Mortal Kombat. Let's yeah. see. It was hard, Mortal Kombat was hard to escape when it was oh, on yeah. home consoles yeah. in the '90s, but mm-hmm. I think uh, I really became aware of it when Mortal Kombat 2 was coming to arcades, or it might have been when it was coming to home consoles. Because yeah. it was about that time I got a GamePro magazine subscription. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe the first issue I got was a Mortal Kombat 2 cover with Raiden on it. Yeah. I haven't been able to track down like what issue or year that was, but I'm pretty sure it was like the announcement that Mortal Kombat 2 was coming to home consoles. And then I feel like every issue of Game Pro, like from that point on, like my entire subscription run had some Mortal Kombat game in it, had some, you know, some coverage on it or a strategy guide or a fatality guide or something. It was just inescapable. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's what made me aware that and also, I guess, flipping through my older brother's comic books i would find stuff with just advertisements for mortal Kombat on the back right mm-hmm. it was just it seemed to be like on the back of like every marvel comic coming out in yeah. the early 90s was advertising mortal Kombat. and um yeah i don't think so i, I completely missed mortal Kombat one i think i was just too young at the time but mortal Kombat two hit right uh but the first one i think i played was my friend's game gear copy of mortal Kombat that i borrowed and uh i it's actually it's in a drawer under 
uh, the Street Fighter arcade game. Oh, the copy of uh, it is? Yeah, I still have it to oh, this so day. Oh, so at this I, point, it, you stole it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't He didn't want it back. He was, oh, like yeah, over, okay. he was like over the Game Gear at that point, but that was like all I had to play. Yeah. Like I had to beg my parents for that Game Gear. And, and for, the gonna... for the kids out there, the Game Gear was like a mobile Sega, <laughs> Sega Genesis yeah, it, yeah. at the time. It was, a, it was like a portable Sega Master yeah. System. It was like an 8-bit system yeah. that took it took six uh AA batteries yeah which and then would then run for i think three hours yeah and i and, and i guess we need to say for the kids out there yes sega did make consoles at one time <laughs> they did yeah. yeah that's a so we maybe on a future episode we can talk about that because i'm also a huge sega collector oh really <laughs> yeah big time um see you season two <laughs> i got a list of stuff we can go on about in the future but uh so so i borrowed my friend's copy of mortal kombat for the game gear and it was like super stripped down you know it had i think two stages it was goro's lair and the pit but you couldn't do like the pit fatality where you knock him off the bridge yeah um and there was no blood on by default and it wasn't until just like a couple years ago i learned that there was actually a blood code for that eight-bit version of the game too so i've since gone back and turned that on it's um 212 down up if anyone out there is playing this on Game Gear today. <laughs> uh, and if you are playing this on Game Gear today, please contact me. I'm pretty sure you're an interesting person I want to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that so where was I? So I started playing with Mortal Kombat 1 on the Game Gear as Mortal Kombat 2 was coming out. And then reading Game Pro magazines, friends at school asking to borrow the magazine so they could write down the fatalities and special moves and all that kind of stuff. My older brother's friends bring in Mortal Kombat 2 over for the Super Nintendo. I just started getting hooked, like, because I, I hadn't seen anything like it. Like, we had, like, Doom on the computer, right? Like, we had, yeah. like, DOS version of Doom. And my friends and I, we were all obsessed with, like, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah, and gore. Part of the yeah. 13th movies. We were just, like, of that that generation where... We were probably too young to be exposed to it, but it was getting passed down to us by our older brothers. Yeah. So something like like bloody and crazy like Mortal Kombat just clicked with my friends and I. Um, that was my earliest earliest Mortal Kombat memories. And then, of course, when the live action movie came out, the Paul W.S. Anderson Mortal Kombat 95 movie. Yeah. That was like a huge deal to everyone. Yes, and again, something that was written up in Game Pro magazine like every month leading up to the release, right? Yeah. And it hit theaters two days before my 10th birthday. Date myself a little bit here. All but right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it, August 18th, 1995, yeah. it released. So I didn't get to see it in theaters. I think my parents finally broke down and took us to see it at like a second run theater, like a dollar theater. Yeah. You know? And I walked out of that movie just, we, we came home and we were doing jump kicks off the couch you know, everybody I was, like, was Johnny Cage. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was obsessed. My favorite character at that point was Reptile. So that yeah. Reptile fight in that movie was yeah. just still is like my favorite, like one of my favorite movie memories in general. Right. So having having that experience, a, a non-game experience with Mortal Kombat, like really like it clicked in something for me. And, and I think that might be one of the first things that like woke me up to the idea that, you know, the story and everything, it, it all extends beyond just the video games, yeah. right? Because there was lore in the games. But, oh, yeah. But um, it wasn't like a story mode or anything like that. You could read like the the bio screens on the yeah, attract mode the and little, stuff. Yeah. But you weren't getting like a real sense of the story until that movie came out. At least I wasn't at the time. So that then I think got me obsessed in general with exploring like expanded media for, for anything I really got into. And uh turns out there's a whole lot of it for Mortal Kombat. So 95. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1995. <laughs> How many years ago is that? Okay, let's not do math here. No. Too, many, too many years ago. <laughs> too many years ago. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so uh, is that still, I know it's one of your favorite movie moments. Is that still one of your favorite movies to this day? The. I mean, so. <laughs> Have you watched it recently? Put it that way. Too many times, honestly. Too many times. Is, it, is yeah. it dated? Is it like really, really dated? Like, yeah. I honestly, I can't separate the experience from, like, it's it's locked in as a I good got movie you. to it's, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a core memory, so right. therefore you can't. Yeah. yeah. To you, it's it's great. You know. 
Yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, it's not without its flaws for sure, but yeah. it's always fun to watch. I think it it's visually appealing. Like they nailed the like they they um. So it was produced by Threshold Entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a different visual style than the games have, and that the games continued to have. But it's yeah. also got its own very distinct style that just really clicks for me. Like the the purple lighting and the like monster statues and yeah. just all of that stuff. Like it, you know, in my head, if I think, what does Mortal Kombat look like? I think about that movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it really kind of just set a standard for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, so where does, so does the, okay. What's the start of like the non video game lore for Mortal Kombat? Like what's the, it, does it start at the movie? Or is there like a comic book um, before that, or the, you know, there there was a comic book series. There was a couple things before the movie, or one of them kind of at the same time. So before the movie came out, Malibu Comics, I think they started 1994, uh, leading up to the release of the movie, but not connected to it. Did a whole comic book series, mm-hmm. um, which is which varies from a lot of fun to read '90s cheese to just. What am I, why am I wasting my time doing this? <laughs> um, I've actually got the entire run of it right here. There you go. The man brought props. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> this is every single issue, uh, miniseries, wow. one shot. Of the Malibu the comic? Of the Malibu comic, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have like all the alternate covers and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know. I'm a collector, but I am limited by my budget. Yeah, I hear right? you. <laughs> but like right here, Mortal Kombat Zero. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty it, cool. It's, yeah, it ran for a while. They did um so they did a first arc, it was there was a zero issue, and then there were six issues and uh, an annual. They called the annuals tournament editions, which was like a nice, nice touch. Uh so there's a story arc called Blood and Thunder, mm-hmm. which started off kind of as an adaptation of the the game lore like it was inspired by a comic made by john tobias to promote mortal kombat mortal kombat collector's edition Mm -hmm. but then it like went off the rails with like this weird story about uh an ancient book that shang sung was trying to open and canceling the tournament and inventing new characters like like a water ninja buddy for sub-zero named hydro (laughs) and a six-armed guy who was a friend of goro's named grum uh just like just weird you know weird 90s comic yeah. stuff but like the art's fun it's most of those early issues are drawn by patrick rollo you know the colors are great in it it's all like like neon pinks and purples and greens and stuff like that it looks really sick but uh writing's not great in it and like they did like a goro mini series that was cool a raiden and kano team up series which was bad a second story <laughs> arc called battle wave which is just absolutely nothing happens in it at all um so those vary in quality in my opinion yeah i think it starts off like strong and then just it just turns terrible kind or actually it was out toward the end of it yeah we're in the tail end of covering those on the podcast and like How- i went from getting super excited to, to talk about them to just being like man this is just a slog <laughs> so how many issues did it did it release hmm. total i don't know less than 30 i think oh okay Cause there's like, cause they, that's the other thing. They divided it up in all these weird, like a six issue series, a three issue mini series, a six issue series, a two issue oh, mini series, a three, and then some one shots and some annuals. So less than 30 issues. And then it got axed. And I think primarily it got axed when Marvel acquired Malibu comics. So I got you. So it didn't yeah. have like a core story. It was like a bunch of different events. Yeah. yeah kind of. It, it didn't follow game canon at all. And, like there was very little blood. There wasn't a whole lot of fighting. Um, a lot of the the characters always introduce themselves in the third person, so they always <laughs> say their own name. Sometimes multiple times on one page. You know, Goro it's, doesn't like that. <laughs> that's a hundred percent what they do. Yeah, that's um, pretty funny. So that was, uh, I think, one of the first licensed Mortal Kombat things that was before the movie, because we're getting to the end of the run and they're starting to run the advertisements for the movie in the comic book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the other thing that I think predated the movie, it came out in the same year, but has nothing to do with it. 
is a an original novel by a guy named Jeff Rovin. <laughs> I did not know they had a Mortal yeah. Kombat novel. <laughs> they got a couple of them. I got I'm not gonna dig them out, but there's a couple adaptations of like the movies as well. Mm-hmm. But this is an original novel. Um Inspired by Mortal Kombat with just insane changes to the lore. Yeah. Like, I think they made Scorpion a Korean guy who's possessed by his, or he's seeking vengeance for his son, which is kind of the same as his, you know, he's seeking vengeance for his family yeah. in the games, but um, decidedly not a Korean man. He's a Japanese man. Yeah. Uh, they do tell a story of the great Kung Lao, which was the prequel set up to the games and everything, mm-hmm. you know, a previous Earthrealm champion. And there are a couple things that the novel does that I think got adapted into the video game series when they developed, um, kind of jumping all over the place. But do you know the basic concept of Mortal Kombat and as far as the games are concerned? Um, sure. But how about you tell the people? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, so the short version is there's a bunch of different parallel universes, essentially different realms. They're not really like planets. It's like an entirely different reality Yeah. that uh, if they want to invade and conquer another realm, they have to defeat it in 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row. Right. They can't just invade. That's the law set up by the Elder Gods. The, the deeper lore is that at the beginning of existence, there was uh, something called the One Being who then created all of the elder gods. And when the elder gods got tired of being sort of subservient to the one being, they uh, destroyed him, broke him up into a bunch of pieces, and those pieces turned into the realms. Into mm. the realms. Yeah. Okay. So, so the idea of why the realms are always at war with each other and wanting to conquer each other is like the one being trying to put all of his pieces back together. Yeah. Yeah. And this was kind of touched on in the newest animated movie, or I guess depending on when this releases, the la- the previous animated <clears throat> movie, uh, uh, that Battle Blood something, Battle Battle of the Realms, Battle of the Realms. That was the last one. Yeah, yeah, and they got a new one coming out now. Um, I saw a brand new Snowblind. one. I don't even know if it's out yet. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that the one. third one. Um, so they kind of touch on the one being stuff in that. Uh, what's interesting is that it was kind of developed in like the PlayStation 2 era of Mortal Kombat games, mm-hmm. that concept. But this novel from 1995 opens with um, a story about in the beginning of time, there was nothingness. And then this being called Pan Ku appeared, who then broke off parts of himself to create the different realms. Ah, so like okay. that's based on like a, an actual i think chinese like proverb or uh, something legend or, yeah. yeah but that's just so similar to like the one being thing that like there's no way that they didn't it's a, yeah it's, a, it's a gotta be it can't be a coincidence right so who so, so like how did this guy get rights to write that like who owns that like you know i don't know someone some publisher just must have contacted like williams midway and been like hey can we do a mortal Kombat?" and he's like sure book? Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Right. I mean, they sold the movie rights to Threshold. I mean, yeah. You know, they got paid, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess they don't care. Huh. So that's pretty cool how they took. I know. I wondered if he, I wanted to get any money off. Like, <laughs> was it one of those things like he's, you know, his kids playing the game? He's like, wait a minute, you know? <laughs> or, Maybe. Or, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I researched the guy some time ago, Jeff Rovin. I don't think he was particularly like a hardcore gamer. Ah, okay yeah he probably he goes wait they have a game of this you know (laughs) right he took a lot of in fact he like wrote in the intro to the book that he's like i took a lot of liberties with the story here so like it was one of those situations i think where you know was it tim burton when he directed batman he's like i've never read a comic book i'm not gonna do that i always feel like it was one of those situations oh you can tell by watching that movie (laughs) sure yeah oh so looking for a paycheck yeah so um so how like i wonder like do a lot of the characters in the game appear across like all me all media or like there's or they're like like different characters in like the non-video game and you know and then you know what i mean sure so there are characters that don't appear in the game at all like you know yeah there are a few uh and there's some of our favorite my my co-host Corey and i there's some of our favorite characters because um our show started uh, talking about uh, 
a 22 episode television series called Mortal Kombat Conquest. Okay. Which I do own on DVD. <laughs> From 1998-1999, it's a series that was also produced by Threshold Entertainment. It's a prequel to the 95 movie, so it's in that same universe. Yeah. And it's the story of the great Kung Lao, who was uh, an Earthrealm warrior. Who... That's the hat-throwing guy, right? So that's that's Kung Lao, yeah. Great Kung Lao is a different character. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little confusing, right? <laughs> um, Great Kung Lao lived like 500 years before the first Mortal Kombat game. Okay. And he represented Earthrealm in Mortal Kombat for like just victory after victory after victory, defeating Shang Tsung every time, keeping that world from conquering us until uh, Goro... I was, I guess, hired by Shang Tsung to compete for Outworld, and Goro kills the Great Kung Lao. Okay. Uh, then Outworld racks up. That was their first victory. They rack up nine more victories, and it's the tenth tournament where Mortal Kombat One takes place, and the first and the '95 Mortal Kombat movie takes place. So, in video game canon, Kung Lao is a descendant of the Great Kung Lao. Right. Okay. He's named named after him. And then in uh Kung Jin is also a part of their bloodline. He was introduced in Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah. I, think um, I remember him. Yeah. In the threshold universe, Liu Kang is a descendant of the great Kung Lao, and they don't have a modern version of him. Okay. So yeah. But to answer your question, this show follows the great Kung Lao prior to you know 500 years in the past in a yeah. city called Zhu Jin. Where he has teamed up with two other Earthrealm fighters, a thief named Taja and a former bodyguard named Ciro. Taja is played by Kristana Loken, who you might know is uh, the Terminatrix from Terminator 3. Okay. Or she was in Blood Rain, Painkiller, Jane, I think. Uh, you know, a bunch of kind of genre stuff. And uh, Daniel Bernhardt plays Ciro. Daniel Bernhardt is he's a stunt actor, martial artist. He was in like he was one of the agents in the Matrix, right? Mm -hmm. He or in the Matrix uh, Reloaded. Uh, he's done a bunch of like like the Bloodsport sequels. He was the star of those, and then like most recently, he's like a trainer and stunt coordinator in Hollywood. He's worked on like the John Wick the John Wick films. Yeah, he starred in. Um, or he was in. Was it what was that movie? Nobody at a yeah with um yeah. Uh, Dunder um Better Call Saul <laughs> guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I forgot what was, his name is. Bob Dunkirk or something like that. Yeah. Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, he was in that. He was uh, Bob Odenkirk's trainer in that. And then I think he was in the bus the bus fight scene. He's had a great career since the show. Um, so, But those are two original characters created for the live action series. There's also a villain in that cre uh, created for that show. I guess a villain. There's a couple of them. There's a character named Vorpax who is part of a race of warrior Amazon women called the Koreans who are led by a, a woman named Korea. Just some like absolutely wild stuff that... Uh, and they never appeared in any of the games. Huh. No, haven't appeared in any of the games. The, uh, the cartoon series invented a few as well. There's a character named Ruby who's like an evil... Well, not really an evil, but she's a, she's a ninja who like Jax falls in love with. There's a there's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, huh? You wonder how you know being Mortal Kombat brings all these characters in. You know yeah. what I mean? Every game, you wonder how they escaped. <laughs> you know, like I know I would love to see like Zero and Taja represented in like Mortal Kombat 12 or something. Yeah, because I know? mean, it seemed like you know when you're putting together the game, you'd be like, uh, "Why well, think of new people? Hold on, let's grab some of this old source material right. here and you know, yeah, I don't pick know if these it's just characters like, out, you know." weird licensing stuff yeah like maybe. another thing they did in the show they introduced Quan chi who's kind of one of the uh, big bads well yeah he's pretty big bad in the mortal kombat games introducing mortal kombat 4 and mortal kombat mythology sub-zero so they brought him into the show and like his thing in the games is he's got like these i'm just gonna call him i'm sorry everybody he's got these female slaves <laughs> who he um it's fine like, it's fine <laughs> i know but it's just it's just like a gross idea it's right? a safe space <laughs> <laughs> who they're they're dead but he's like resurrected body like put their souls into new bodies and uh, they like they're like his hench 
his hench people, right? Um, and what are their names in the game? It's Serena. Um, well, Serena's the main one anyway. I forget the other two. But in the show, they didn't use the same actors or the same names for those characters. They created three new ones. Um, Mika, Sian, and Sora. Uh, interestingly, uh, Mika was played by Jamie Presley. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. You know who that is? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was like one of her earliest roles. She got a reoccurring role on Mortal Kombat Conquest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But so it's just, yeah. Pretty sure one of her proudest moments. <laughs> well, in between yeah. that and Poison Ivy, the Poison Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot she did the sequel to Poison Ivy. <laughs> oh, we talk about it constantly. <laughs> um, but, but it's just a weird thing where it's like, so they couldn't take those they took other game characters from the games like sub-zero scorpion shang sung all these people show up mm-hmm. but then they didn't take these three minor characters they created new ones so i don't know if there's just like weird licensing stuff between it might what threshold be. owns and what midway at the time owner warner brothers owns now or i guess nether realm studios has they have all the rights to mortal Kombat. because yeah, it sounds like it's a lot of different stuff owned by a lot of people like different you know it is yeah it's a little messy that's yeah. what it sounds like um <clears throat> I had a question for you and I lost it. But oh no. It was um so um it was a game question. What was I about to ask you? I don't remember. Okay, moving on. I'll ask you another question. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite piece of source material? Personally? Favorite piece yeah. of source material. I think I brought all these visual aids, right? That's right. <laughs> So this is a controversial choice for a lot of people, but I'm kind of known for it. It is the third in the uh, PlayStation 2 GameCube Xbox, original Xbox like era trilogy of fighting games. Yeah. It is uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Never even heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the premium edition. <laughs> this is the premium Steelbook edition. This includes uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on a bonus disc. So. Huh. So Arnold, what, that was in between what two, two and three, or what was it? Or Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. It was. Yeah. It was. It was an upgrade to Mortal Kombat three. Oh, okay, Mortal I got Com- you. Okay. Yeah. So Original it was Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat 3, three. Then they came out with Mortal Kombat Armageddon, which is a. Oh no! I'm sorry. I got this all. I got okay. you all mixed up. My <laughs> yeah, bad. You're confusing me. <laughs> no. So Mortal Kombat Armageddon is Mortal Kombat seven. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Man. I was saying the, there's a bonus disc with the premium edition that includes Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on gotcha, it. So gotcha, gotcha. It's a nice... Yeah, from like... Yeah. So like everything after... But somewhere in between like, I don't know, 4 and 10 is a blur for me. Like, <laughs> I don't remember no... Long. You know, I don't remember anybody saying, hey, you want to play this Mortal Kombat 6? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't... Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> You're not alone in that. That's a lot of people's experience with Mortal Kombat. They play the classic... You know, one, two, three, yeah. uh, ultimate three, and then they fell off until like maybe Mortal Kombat nine, more likely Mortal Kombat ten or eleven. Yeah, that's kind of when I picked back up yeah. on it. I played ten, but I don't think I ever played five, six, seven, eight, uh, maybe a little nine. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, sure. But seven. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people uh, skipped that era, um, and those people are missing out. I'm telling you, great they games. Were, uh, they're really great games. Uh, so Deadly Alliance. So yeah, well, Mortal Deadly Kombat. Alliance, I'll say Mortal Kombat Four. Eh, I'm not too up on it. A lot of people really love it. Yeah, I do own it for Nintendo 64 and PlayStation, but uh, and Mortal Kombat Gold on Dreamcast, which is like the upgraded version of that. But like, it's not one I pull out to play all the time. Like, I honestly didn't spend a lot of time with it until a few years ago. Um. So, yeah, you know, I think that that one's honestly kind of skippable. Deadly Alliance is Mortal Kombat 5. It's their first entry into, like, really doing, like, 3D fighting for real, right? Yeah, yeah. Where they give, they give all the characters um, multiple uh, fighting styles, a weapon style, destructive arenas, all of that kind of stuff that starts happening then. Uh, Deception is Mortal Kombat 6. That one is like a, a fan favorite of that era. Yeah. Um, just improved on everything Mortal Kombat uh, Deadly Alliance did. 
but it introduced a new mode called, well, technically there was one in Deadly, or in Deadly Alliance, but it doesn't really count because it was just training. There's a mode called Conquest mode in it, which is a single-player adventure kind of role-playing game just <laughs> on the disc with the fighting game. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He plays this new character named Shujinko, and you play through like his entire life on this quest Was granted it like to him turn based by... combat and stuff or no you'd run around like villages and fields and you know yeah um the outworld all the different realms just basically doing fetch quests for people in exchange for like coins to spend on unlockable game modes and then occasionally well not occasionally pretty often you would get like training from a mortal combat character you would learn how to play as that character. You'd learn all their moves and yeah. then you'd fight. And then anytime you had a fight with someone, it would jump into like the Mortal Kombat fighting system. Right. Oh, okay. Huh. So That's it's kinda, fun. Yeah. That sounds yeah. kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. And I love that game. Uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon is the seventh game. And it is like a, like an all-stars game, like a King of Fighters dream match game yeah. where... They just put every character that's ever been in a Mortal Kombat game in this game. Um, <clears throat> they uh, had to strip some of the gameplay stuff from it. Like everybody only has one fighting style and a weapon style. Mm. They cut out the fatalities, like character specific fatalities. Really? Instead, yeah, which was the biggest thing I think people complained about. But what they replaced it with was something they called create a fatality create where, a fatality okay yeah where you would input certain button commands and it would make every character do the same thing they would like rip the person's arm off right yeah. and then you would put another command and then you hit the person with the arm and then you put out another command and you take your sword out and you cut their other arm you just could keep inputting these commands as long as you were doing it but they fast took enough. away individual fate that's what makes mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah and see it's a controversial this is why it's a controversial opinion you know what? I, so, so this actually, <laughs> yeah. Asher told me to ask you a question. Okay. And uh, this actually makes sense now. <laughs> sure. Because the question was, is it was uh, what's the worst piece of Mortal Kombat, <laughs> you know, the material, worst. and why is it your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to Asher. It all comes together. It, it came full circle. <laughs> Fair enough, but uh, I will say that okay so the other thing the 3d era games did is they inc they included some mini games like mortal kombat so deadly alliance has uh chess combat where you play chess in the <laughs> okay. game okay. but when you want to take a person's piece you're going to take your opponent's piece you have to beat them in a match wow. otherwise okay you don't take their piece okay yeah. uh deadly alliance or sorry that was deadly alliance deception had puzzle combat which is like a like Street Fighter, was it Super Puzzle Fighter? Yeah. 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 Like the that, falling, yeah. you know, Poyo Poyo or whatever yeah. it is. It was that, but with Mortal Kombat characters. So all these are naming, this is like five, six, seven in that era you're yeah. talking about? Exa okay. Exactly. I see why you say a lot of people skip this era. I got you. Okay. okay. But that was all extra. That was just extra stuff they were giving you for free because the fighting was still good, you know? Yeah. But they're just giving you, they're just like rounding out the package. Yeah. Uh, Armageddon's mini game is called Motor Combat. Okay. And it is a kart racing Mortal Kombat game <laughs> with like four tracks, I think. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous now. <laughs> Are you and, making you things know, up? You're making I things swear up now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're driving around, you know, you're racing as Baraka or Bo Raicho <laughs> or whatever. And like, it's not like, it's not Mario Kart level. Like, it's not even like Mario Kart 64 level, right? It's yeah. pretty, pretty bare bones. But there's like environmental disasters, like pillars can come down and smash you and. You know, you still get all that bloody Mortal Kombat action. In so there. all this is in between the fighting. Like you can do yeah. this on top yeah, of the this fighting. Is, this is just extra stuff. Um, <laughs> just want to uh, tag on on talking about that creative fatality system. When you know what you're doing and you can string like six things together. Yeah. When you're playing your roommate in Mortal Kombat Armageddon and you beat him. And then you rip his arm off and you beat him with it. And you cut his leg off and it's hopping I around. You. And okay. then you. So you can do all those at once. You, yeah, and then you smash his head in, you know, like yeah. you just like really, really get to rub it in when I you're playing you. with your buddy. Okay. So 
because because you're also like it's showing off another skill because you're inputting all of these things within a time limit to make sure it happens so once you can do it it's it's pretty rewarding and um but the main highlight for armageddon for me is its conquest mode which is uh it's like a it's not like deadly alliance it's not like more of an adventure style thing it's more of a 3d free roaming kind of beat 'em up game yeah um kind of like there's another game came out this time called shallon monks which is fantastic it's a uh, i think i heard that's of like that a, one yeah that's another that's similar um better it's better than what we get in armageddon let's be clear but it's the same kind of thing where you're running around fighting dudes knocking them onto spikes environmental fatalities going into rooms where you're like picking up a weapon and just like smashing dudes with a giant hammer or uppercutting them into fans and the <laughs> blood spraying everywhere yeah. and it's a story driven uh adventure about a new character again named uh taven because the plot of that game is uh the entire world's gonna end right that's why it's called armageddon everyone is fighting and killing each other to try to get the one being's powers or that's not even true shoot i know this it's they're trying to get uh god status where they get to decide who lives and dies basically okay so you got like every character like fighting to get to the top of this pyramid of Argus to like defeat this fire demon called Blaze, who was introduced in Mortal Kombat 2 in the background of the Pit 2 stage. There's this little guy on fire, and that's Blaze. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So they tie it all the way back to something in Mortal Kombat 2 that fans are speculating about. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of bloody fun. Like that, that uh, story driven conquest mode is just like a blast to play. It's like a great stress reliever. Uh, the combat is good in it. I mean, it's just my favorite. So the combination of the base fighting game still being pretty darn good, mm-hmm. the kart <clears throat> racing extra mode, which is a lot of fun when you're hanging out with your friends, and the uh, solo, like the single player. Do they like throw mode. like there's like Raiden like throw thunderbolts and wreck yeah. you on the track and like you know exactly Sub Zero yep. can freeze you and. Sub Zero can shoot some ice. Scorpion's got a spear, which will grab you and pull you back. You know, I gotta go can, find this. <laughs> you can ram people can off. Can you still the, buy uh, this somewhere? Is it available? What would I play it? It's a, it's on what PlayStation Three or something. PlayStation Two, original Xbox, and uh, Armageddon is on the Wii. Okay, maybe yeah. uh, hmm. maybe Xbox to play like a backwards compatible. It is. You know, it is backwards compatible. compatible on the three hundred and sixty. <laughs> um but not on the xbox one or a series x okay yeah we're gonna hopefully we have to find a way man. to play this though <laughs> well, what we need is nether realm studios to do a remaster of these three games that's what we really need yeah i, I don't think they will <laughs> but i know but, but yeah fans fans are asking for it so you know they definitely sound like something i'll tell you that yeah so okay anyway. that's your favorite what's what's the worst what's your worst <sighs> Like the, the worst, worst thing Mortal Kombat you can think of, whether it be a the game or a movie or. A... <laughs> I was thinking, man, I've probably given different answers to this question at different times. Um, Battle of the Realms was pretty bad. I don't think it's the worst. The new movie I wasn't a huge fan of, but it's kind of grown on me a little bit. It's I, just, I wasn't it's... a fan of that new movie either, but they're making yeah. a sequel. So I guess somebody was. Yeah. Hoping the sequel's better. It's fine, honestly. Like on a rewatch, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Real well, quick, um, you know, who was that guy in the movie? Is he in anything? Uh, like the main character, Cole, Cole Young or whatever his name is. Yeah, is he like? Was brand, he like brand new to that? Brand new for the movie. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, people are mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because there was so much other things you could have done. Yeah. So my personal opinion on that is, you had Sonya and Jax there. Yeah. Right also from earth realm also discovering that this other world exists this tournament exists all of this kind of stuff they have the same journey as cole young has they just have it behind him like in the background yeah you might as well just like focus the movie on them if you don't want to go the johnny cage route which i understand yeah like just give us the sonya and jack's movie where they are you know yeah because because they're known characters beloved characters and yeah i got you instead of introducing this brand new guy with a you know right I wonder if he's going to be in like Mortal Kombat 12. That's <laughs> yeah, people are hoping not, but uh <laughs> the guy who plays him um I just dropped his name. Uh Louis Tan. Okay. 
Interestingly, he had a role in the unreleased Mortal Kombat 10 web series playing Kung Jin. Hmm. Yeah, it was never, it was canceled. It was never finished. Um, so, like, honestly, I'm just glad he got to, like, fulfill his Mortal Kombat dream yeah. in the movie. Like, no shade on that guy. I, I'm a fan of the guy. It's just that the character, you know, was. Yeah, that, I don't know. That wasn't the story I wanted to see. Right. No, yeah, because when I watched it, I know. And as a casual Mortal Kombat fan, yeah. I was like, who, who, who is this? <laughs> and then I start up. thinking, well, maybe he's in, you know, five, six, seven, or eight. <laughs> you know, nope. those games I missed. You know, I mean, there's some wild characters in those games. I mean, they could have, they could have pulled anyone else into that role. They could have <clears> done Kai from Mortal Kombat Four. It basically would have been, you know, the same sort of fit. But I, I don't yeah. know why they went the Lewis, the the uh, original character route, so, but. Oh, quit. I'm not a movie maker. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was the worst though? That wasn't the worst thing I know. No, I think if I had to pick, I've given a different answer on a different podcast, but I'm changing it because I reevaluated things since then. Um, I have tried to play Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero so many fucking times in that game. Is that a game? It is a game, and it is uh just not fun to play. You know, what is is it uh, a story based game or it's a story based game? It's a single player uh, game, a side scrolling platformer where you play a Sub Zero. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. But it's built on, I believe, the Mortal Kombat three engine. So what are we doing? <laughs> so, so as you're trying to play this game, the jumping is terrible. You have to be so precise with where you land. If you have to like jump onto a ledge to jump onto yeah. another platform. Because you will overshoot that jump so often, mm. it's crazy. You have to like come to a complete stop to do it. Uh, if you're, you know, moving this way and the guy pops up behind you, yeah, you think you just press back to turn around, right? Yeah, you would think. No, right? no, nope. no. You had to press like triangle or something to turn around to fight that guy. <laughs> like the the controls are bad. The level design is bad, especially in like the second level where which I've never beaten. Where you've got a whole bunch of floating platforms you have no field of vision so sometimes you need to just make a blind jump down to land on a platform and then sometimes you think you need to do that and you just end up falling to your death so what's even the story <laughs> so that's a game about the first sub-zero uh by han who is uh he's an evil uh, assassin for a, a chinese assassination group called the lin kuei and they are hired by Quan Chi to steal a medallion from from one of the Shaolin temples, I believe, where Quan Chi can't get into it. Right. So they send Sub Zero on this mission because he's like their like number one guy, right? Yeah. So he does this, steals this medallion. Quan Chi takes it and disappears into the Nether Realm, which is basically hell. Mm -hmm. uh, turns out that medallion was holding the a whole like imprisoning a um a fallen elder god named shinnok who is the big bad of mortal kombat 4 yeah yes okay. so so once you free once you steal that medallion give it to quan chi raiden shows up and he's like you dumbass uh you're gonna release shinnok now you need to go into the nether realm and get it back so you steal the medallion give it to quan chi then you go into the nether realm to steal it back from quan chi and put it back in the temple <laughs> that's the story <laughs> Um, mind you, this is all, all of these cutscenes are live action actors. It's FMV cutscenes oh, with costuming. It's worse and worse. <laughs> now, that's only on the PlayStation version. N64 didn't do FMV cutscenes, but the PlayStation version has them. Honestly, they're a joy to watch on YouTube. They're really fun. <laughs> but I might go check that out. <laughs> like, they're bad, but they're fun. Yeah. But the reason it's my least favorite thing is because the game is just too hard and I'm just never going to get to experience the whole thing. Like I'm not going to get to experience I that story. Yeah. You'll never right. see the end of it. Yeah. yeah. The okay. runner up, the runner up is a really terrible game boy advance game called mortal Kombat advance. That's just extremely <laughs> poorly coded to the point of being unplayable. Oh, wow. so yeah. Yeah. Mortal Kombat was just putting stuff out at one time. Weren't they? <laughs> they were actually, um, they did another single player game called Special Forces, 
<laughs> which that, is uh this was supposed to be like a Jax and Sonya like 3D run around beat 'em up kind of game, right? Yeah. They ended up, I think, and I know this was when John Tobias had left midway at this point, and I want to say Ed Boon might have also, or uh, don't quote me on that. That could be wrong. Okay. So midway just stripped development of the game. They cut Sony out of it completely, cut it down to four levels, and released it at a budget wow. price. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, I might be the world's only fan of the game. <laughs> Like, I uh, Asher was right about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. Don't get me wrong. But when I first tried playing it, it uh, I hated it. It was slow. It was clunky. It was like an overhead view most of the time. Just uh, everything was like it was like top down junk. Yeah, pretty much. Once I got into it, because they do this experience leveling up system in it. Yeah. So like, like. The first two guys you run into, you have to hit them like 40 times for them to go down. But once yeah. you start getting stronger, the game gets a lot smoother and easier to play. Gotcha. Uh, to the point where I found myself like having fun and looking forward to playing more of it. Yeah. Which I'm the, I, the only person I know who feels that way. Sounds like Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if, um, if Elden Ring weren't fun, yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> if it looks kind of like garbage, garbage, and didn't if Elden anymore, Ring was garbage, it'd be this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a, uh, it's not, it's not great. But I'm a champion of this of special forces. So is um, uh, Reptile still your favorite character? Reptile's probably still classic. Reptile's probably still my favorite character. Favorite character. Um, all those ninja designs, like all of those costumes were just like so sick back in the day. Yeah. Right. Like they nailed it with those designs. And like, I like the way they've evolved the look of, you know, particularly Scorpion and Sub-Zero since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it still looks like the classic, you know, they've just modernized it and kind of re, you know, redesigned yeah. it over. It, yeah. Uh, I don't know why Reptile. I think I just liked that he was a monster, right? Like that he I liked that he was like the, the the hidden character in the first game. Yeah, he was, right? yeah. That made it feel like a big deal to me that they were going to let you play as Reptile in Mortal Kombat 2. So immediately I was like, yes, yeah. I get to play as this like cool secret character. Well, it turns out they, they do secret characters in like all of those classic games. Right? Yeah, uh, they had what, Noob Saibot. Um, Noob Saibot. Yeah, it was uh, Smoke was one Smoke of them. And yeah, Smoke and Jade also in Mortal Kombat yeah. 2. Yeah, was yeah they just, yeah, you know, and it's all palette swaps, and but that's fine. Right, yeah, like, nobody cares. Yeah, it's just, no, it's perfect to have the yellow ninja and the blue ninja and the green ninja and the red yeah. ninja and the purple ninja. Then all you and all your friends can be ninjas for Halloween, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think, but I think the first time I saw Reptile's fatality, where he pulls the mask off and reveals he's actually a lizard and man, like spits the acid on you, yeah, and he, yeah, or he like bites your head off, yeah, bites your, yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. Which is a forward, down, forward, light punch. I still remember all that too. I only remember like one fatality, and it's like I think it's katanas. It was like down, 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 low kick, (laughs) something like that. Yeah, and she like chopped her head off. Yeah, I can for the for Mortal Kombat too. I think the reptiles is the only one I know. Um, I played that at a couple of arcades, you know, uh, in in Dunedin and in Atlanta, and pulled that thing off on people. It's (laughs) a lot of fun when you get to do that on an arcade machine, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but once I saw the lizard face, I was like, oh, "I'm sold." I like yeah, monsters. This is, this and I like is my ninjas. character. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, who is the? Uh, what do you think the worst character on any of the Mortal Kombat video games? I watched a YouTube video on this, and there were some sure. characters in there. I was like, I, I don't even know who that is. Like, what, you know? Yeah, most of those are probably from this 3D era. <laughs> probably. Uh, my personal least favorite character is Cobra. Cobra's Cobra's just boring and sucks. He's a he's just like a he looks like Ken from Street Fighter. Okay. Um, and he's a member of the Black Dragon, which is Kano's like group. Okay. You know, terrorism group. And he just like you've got you've got ninjas, you've got lightning gods, you've got lizard men, and then you got Cobra, (laughs) and then yeah, you got fighting monks. You've got like all these like badass looking characters. You got monsters. You got all, and then you just got like this dude. Who looks like Ken? Um, who just who's like I don't know. I killed someone accidentally in a fight, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah. So I joined a criminal organization. 
So I think like, I remember him from the video. He he was yeah. I think he was like their worst, like why is he here character? He sucks. He's he just sucks. In fact, in Armageddon's conquest mode, I think he's the first person you beat up oh. is Cobra, like immediately. They you like him, run through a screen. You like run through a screen, like through a forest, and you meet him and like in front of a bridge, and he's like, You can't cross this bridge. And you kick his ass and then you cross the bridge. Well, like, maybe they got bored. Maybe they were like, you know what? We're just gonna make a guy. A, a yeah. guy. He's just gonna be a guy. He Runner doesn't up, even probably. know how he got here. You know? Well, that's what they did with Striker in Mortal yeah, Kombat. Scroll, they were like, I, yeah. I, I was wondering about him too. It's like, why don't you just got a random cop in this game? <laughs> I know. Striker Striker sucks. Also hates Striker. He's um one of the main characters in the Defenders of the Realm Mortal Kombat cartoon. Mm-hmm. And he's voiced by Ron Perlman in that. <laughs> okay, I know who Ron Perlman is, yeah. And even back then, they knew Strecker was lame because he just gets fucking ripped on by everybody else in that cartoon series. Like, he's just always been the fucking worst. <laughs> like, you're fighting in another room and you have a nightstick. <laughs> I know. And a taser. Yeah, a right? taser. He, like, shoots yeah. at he had a, I think he had a gun. He pulled out a gun at one point. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to do much against Goro, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> That was kind of a weird yeah. choice. I think he what was that Mortal Kombat three. He first appeared in Mortal Kombat three. Yeah, it was Mortal Kombat three. Yeah. yeah, but they their intention with that was let's just put a regular guy in this. So we have yeah. this idea that there's a bunch of chosen warriors. It's entirely possible that they don't all know that they were chosen warriors. So like, what well, they had his, Johnny Cage is like that kind right. of yeah. But he knew, like, he was in that first Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah. So, like, he knew he was chosen. Like, Stryker was just, I don't know, uh, evicting people from their houses or whatever <laughs> co- shitty stuff cops do. When, when uh, you know, the Outworld invasion happened and all these souls got sucked up into a tornado and suddenly he's like, what? What do you mean I'm a chosen warrior? <laughs> so, like, I like the idea of someone with no knowledge of this That's stuff right. getting sucked Good into it. Good thing I brought my handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, <laughs> that is I, kind of a silly character you think about it Why is I know, he he's he's lame <laughs> i i noticed over the course of the games though how like uh because especially for me because i you know like i said i skipped like three or four games and then sure you come back and like i think kung lao looked like a zombie at one point or something yeah. and yep he was luke a king, yeah luke king looked it really weird he, you know he's like is that luke king yeah. you weren't quite sure what was going on there so they did something interesting um, so Armageddon was Mortal Kombat 7. Mortal Kombat 8 is technically Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, the yeah, the, the team-rated yeah. crossover. Mortal Kombat 9 was just called titled Mortal Kombat. And it was a continuity reboot of the entire series. The um opening to that game is Shao Kahn and Raiden on top of the pyramid from Armageddon, and Shao Kahn's about to just smash. Raiden's head in and Raiden uses some magic spell to send a message to himself back in the past. So we immediately cut to the tournament we saw in the first Mortal Kombat game. Mm -hmm. Raiden gets this flash in his head and he's also carrying Shinnok's amulet, which we talked about from mythologies and it shat, it cracks somehow. Right. Because at that point in Armageddon, Raiden had kind of turned evil more or less. Okay. Like more just like I'm gonna do anything I have to to protect Earth Realm, even if it, you know, yeah, destroys my my morality or whatever. So so we rewind all the way back and Mortal Kombat 9 is kind of a retelling of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, but with Raiden having this extra knowledge that's making him make different decisions about things. So some of the results of that are Kung Lao getting killed and uh Liu Kang getting killed, and then them becoming uh revenants uh for shinnok in nether realm okay like that's why they look like zombies oh all right all right so there's a whole continuity rewipe at that point followed by mortal kombat 10 and 11 that build on that setup for mortal kombat 9 okay so it's just it was a smart idea in my opinion because it was a lot of familiar stuff for people who had been away from the series for a long time but it was also a lot of like re-envisioning rebooting stuff for people who have been with the series the entire time and yeah. wanted to experience something new okay. so yeah I, I i didn't know that dc and uh versus mortal kombat was mortal kombat 8 how did they yeah. explain that <laughs> they so the only reason i know they consider it mortal kombat 8 well obviously at the time 
the nine, 10, 11 weren't out. Yeah. But if you put the disc in your PlayStation or in your Xbox 360, the little icon says play Mortal Kombat 8. That's how I know oh. that's number eight. <laughs> but for a long time, it was non-canon. Okay. Um, it it takes place in they said in an alternate reality. Uh, sometime after Mortal Kombat three, like between three and four, or maybe right before four. I don't exactly know, but somewhere in that era. Um, but what Mortal Kombat eleven introduced was this idea that even though we've seen all of these games is one continuity there have actually been multiple like resets of the timeline that we haven't seen oh, okay. because um, it introduced this titan of time named chronica gotcha. so so that explains this idea that there might have been a timeline where this crossover did happen but chronica erased it and started over again ah the old so, race the timeline trick <laughs> yeah and it's kind of like people are kind of like oh really really resetting continuity again like, didn't we just do this two games ago, you know? Yeah. And like, I kind of I get that. But I also like the idea that it implies that there could be several Mortal Kombat timelines that, like, you could say, okay, well, so maybe Mortal Kombat Conquest, which is non-canon, was a timeline that got erased. Maybe Defenders of the Realm was a timeline that got yeah. erased, et cetera. I mean, Marvel does you it know? all the time. I mean, you know? Yeah, so they're kind of embracing <clears throat> that. I mean, we're going to erase idea. Morbius soon. That movie erased itself. itself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it seems like they're kind of going in like a multiverse sort of direction, which is exciting for someone like me because that might mean that I do get to see a Zero and Nataja in a future Mortal Kombat game or something, yeah. right? Yeah. So let's talk about that before we we'll wrap it up with that. So future, sure. uh-huh. uh huh. What do you? What would you like to see in the next Mortal Kombat game? Like a few days, a Midway called you up and was like, "Hey, look, we need help. Right. You know, we sure. You know, we we're a little lost here. We're thinking about putting another kart racer <laughs> in this one. You know, well, what, what first can of you? all, hundred <laughs> percent kart racer, absolutely. All right." <laughs> Uh, so like wildest dreams, they're not going to do this, but I wish they would. I would love them to put my beloved Mortal Kombat Conquest cast in the movie. I want, I want Ciro, Taja, Four Packs. I want Great Kung Lao, and I want them to do like, like bring why not bring in Paolo Montalban to play the Great Kung Lao again? Why not bring Daniel Bernhard in like to do the motion capture and the modeling and stuff? Like they all like they're all still fantastic looking and like yeah. good actors. But that's, I don't think that's happening. What I would like to see is, you know, I, I love the way they do the story modes. I love that the way you play the story modes in those is basically like you watch a movie and then when a fight happens, you jump in and you do the fight, right? Yeah. Like it's really well done um, to the point where I want to play them over and over again. But I miss having like a strong... Uh, like advent, I, I miss the conquest modes. I miss the adventure modes from the okay. 3D era. You miss something outside of just yeah. the fighting. Right. And they kind of got into that with Mortal Kombat 11's crypt. But at the end yeah. of the day, you're still just walking around opening chests. Like it's not, you know, yeah. it's not super. I mean, there's a lot to do in it, but it's not scratching that itch for me. Like, and I would love, I would love a return of the kart racer or, you know, a, a, a good version of it. <laughs> I just kind of want stuff like that because like once I'm done with the story modes in those I don't do a lot of like I'm I'm not good at the game so I don't like fight online and stuff I mean I've done it a handful of times yeah for sure, it's but not sure I, I don't do much of that I get, either yeah I get outclassed like but, you quick, know the thing like, now it seems bringing in like Jason and Terminator right. and Rambo and Predator yeah. and you know what I'd really like to see Netherrealm do is do uh, a fighting game of like a franchise versus fighting game right okay like because you're right because we got like freddy in mortal kombat 9 we got jason yeah. and leatherface and the alien yeah the xenomorph and the predator in 10 we got terminator rambo spawn uh yeah, it's a whole yeah joker uh, why don't you why they can get these characters why can't they do a new game where you can like fucking have you can do Freddy versus Jason in a fighting game, right? Because yeah. they were in two separate games. Like call it like you know Mortal yeah. Kombat versus the Universe or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. I don't even know that I need the Mortal Kombat name on that because, like, you know, in the Injustice games, they also put like the Ninja Turtles and Hellboy in those, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, just give us all of those extra characters in their own, you know, kind of like multiverses or something, right? Yeah, 
That'd be kind of um, cool. I that'd be fun. That. That'd be, that would be fun. Dude, Terminator versus RoboCop versus the alien or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah that would be cool. I don't know. That'd be a cool little fighting game. Right. So I kind of like, I sorry, I do okay. kind of feel like having those extra characters in Mortal Kombat. I'm not sure. Maybe that's selling it to people, right? Yeah. But a lot of Mortal Kombat fans seem to think, eh, you know, they're taking up slots on the roster that we could have other Mortal Kombat characters in. So why not just kind of chill on the extra, you know, on the outside of the franchise characters and just give us a fuller roster? Yeah. I mean, I see it both ways. So for the hardcore people, I could see like, you know, no, you know, you could have put the great Kung Lao instead of Rambo, you know, in that case. But I mean, they're trying to make money, (laughs) you know, I know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's but and that's the thing. Like I, I said this about the new movie. Like they already knew the Mortal Kombat fans were going to go see that movie. They didn't have to sell us on it. Yeah. Right. They they already had our money, so they were trying to make a movie for non Mortal Kombat fans or for yeah. people who like, you know, saw the original one or played a game ten years ago and were yeah, like, hey, yeah. I'll go. I remember that name. I'll go check that out in theaters. But you know, so that is I see the point too. But like. You know, you say that, but the way to do that would have made like it would have to me personally. Yeah. The way to bring those people in would have made like Johnny Cage the main character. You know what I mean? Right. That way would have yeah. got those people to the theater, not yeah. some guy I barely know with a dragon on his arm or I whatever know. is going on there. Yeah. And that's the other thing because I understand that they wanted. They're like, well, we're gonna hold on to Johnny Cage for the sequel, and I'm like, bro, d- didn't you see like the Power Rangers movie? You might not <laughs> get a sequel. Right? Yeah. You can't. Don't bank on, don't bank hard on getting a sequel. That's give right. Us the, yeah. Give us a solid Mortal Kombat movie now in case you never get to make one again. That's right. right. That's right. We're about the sequel yeah. when sequel time comes, you know? Yeah. You know, but I, I guess they are. I heard they are getting a sequel though, but, I, you know. Yeah. There have been talks of all kinds of different projects. A sequel, they talked about doing solo movies, all kinds of stuff. We'll see where it goes. With all those shakeups at Warner Brothers and Discovery and everything, who knows now, you know? Yeah. That's true. That is true. All right, Neil. Well, I appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, you want to plug your stuff before you get out of here one more time? Sure. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat, if you want to hear me talk even more about Mortal Kombat stuff, (laughs) uh, because there's a lot we didn't touch on here, like the the web series. Oh, Lord. Okay. The cartoon series. Uh, MK Podquest is my my podcast to do with my friend Corey. started as a Mortal Kombat Conquest recap show, but then we just kept going with everything we could get our hands on um, and things related to Mortal Kombat as well. Uh, MKPodQuest.com for that or just MKPodQuest in your podcast app. And my other show I do with my friend Kenny all about the Alien franchise with a little bit of Predator stuff here and there is called Crew Expendable. You can find that at CrewExpendable.net or Crew Expendable in your podcast app. Right. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Final Neil and Instagram at Final Neil Retro. All right. And uh, well, for, hold on one more. You did mention cartoon. Is there like blood and guts in that cartoon? There is no blood and guts. It's so made for kids. It's so funny because uh, <laughs> like Sonia acts like a child and she like she calls like Jack's like butthead and stuff like that. It's fucking absurd. <laughs> Part of my language. No, no, you can, you, um, you can curse on here. <laughs> The most interesting thing about the cartoon series is they did a crossover with three other cartoon series. So there was part of this USA action block or something like that. Yeah. Which was a Savage Dragon cartoon. Oh, I used to love Savage Dragon. (laughs) The Street Fighter cartoon, the Wing Commander Academy (laughs) cartoon, and Defenders of the Realm. So they introduced this character in the Street Fighter cartoon called the Warrior King, who has this magic orb that he's trying to protect from like the people conquering his world so they throw it through a portal and he has to follow it so he follows his orb into the street fighter universe the savage dragon universe the the wing commander academy universe that's the finale the only crossover with the mortal Kombat show is the orb lands and shang sung uses it and almost conquers the realm until i think raiden stops him and then raiden chucks it into a portal and you see the warrior king just step out of the shadows and jump into the portal so, <laughs> he like crosses their world <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's it but um so the best part of that of defenders of the realm was the other cartoon shows we had to watch that crossed over with it yeah <laughs> savage dragon was in one of the games wasn't he wasn't he didn't he make a game 
I thought I thought he he didn't he never was in Mortal Kombat. Not in one of the Mortal Kombat games, and I don't I'm not sure about the Injustice games, but uh, he'd be a good fit for either. Honestly, yeah, seemed like I saw him in something, or maybe I was wishing this. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it'll happen for Mortal Kombat 12. Yeah, maybe get Savage Dragon Mortal Kombat 12. (laughs) Yeah, hashtag it. Yeah, hashtag get savage. All right, Neil. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, definitely gonna have you back on next season, man. You seem like you got I'll a lot of interest, so yeah. maybe you can come fill us in on aliens have, or Sega. Have an embarrassment or... of hobbies, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd definitely be inviting you back on. And um, awesome. And also, I want to get you on a video game podcast too, one week too. Oh also. man, I got a lot to say about everything, but I yeah. got a lot to say about games. So I, yeah, yes, I know. Yeah. I heard you on Tony, so I, I definitely want to get you on. And uh, there's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode, and I appreciate everybody for listening, and I'll be back next week with somebody else in their hobby. (laughs) All right, (laughs) bye.